Episode of Dumb Bitch Binging. Um, you opened the podcast link. We came. <laughs> yep. Uh, that's fantastic. Oh my god, I was not prepared for yeah, that. Yeah, I'm very proud of that one. That was so good. <laughs> 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 yeah, that I that I'm very pleased with myself there. <laughs> I we're we're talking about Hellraiser. Um unfortunately when we planned this, uh we were not aware of the existence of the remake. <laughs> Yeah, so we will not be doing any comparing and contrasting or anything of the sort. Um, which I don't know. I don't know if there would have been much to get. Like, no. from what I've seen online, it, a lot of the people who enjoy this franchise a lot were happy with the remake, but it didn't really do anything. Yeah. So, but like, with the. Or reboot, I guess. Yeah. Uh, slight distinction, but. It is a different thing. <laughs> but oh no, and if any fucking franchise deserved a full hard reboot, it was Hellraiser. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say Halloween, but they did get theirs recently and it's doing yeah. well for them. So <laughs> No, yeah. Just especially with like what the later Hellraiser movies were. Um yeah. Because I believe there's like a fucking detective movie in this fran- in the original run of the franchise now. <laughs> My God. And then uh, that's before the one where they're going to space. So, uh, and and then I, I'm almost <laughs> positive there's one where they go back in time and Adam Scott's there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's. I think that might actually be like the one where they go into space too. I'm not 100 percent positive. <laughs> Because this this franchise, a nightmare. Um, I don't think we will be continuing to view any of the ones uh, from this version. I'm interested to seeing the reboot, uh, but we did not know of it in time to record. Uh, no, it literally the... came out like yeah, right around when we're recording this, basically. Yeah. So so we're not gonna like scramble and push this we have a lot of stuff in our personal lives happening in october uh where we can't just kind of move shit around (laughs) exactly so uh i know like the big contention for the reboot is that they are having a female actress play pinhead which is insane to me because pinhead is genderless canonically just because doug bradley isn't doesn't mean pinhead But so I don't have a problem with it, um, which is not an issue, not an opinion. I don't think any of our listeners are surprised to hear. Yeah, I, it means nothing to me. No, like, I think so. Literally does not matter. <laughs> um, but we're only talking about the original. Um, it's it's. I'm coming away from this movie with the same kind of emotion. <laughs> Uh, that it came away from the original Halloween movie, which is like, I'm aware that this is like a cornerstone, but I am not of a time period where this is like anything to me anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think like it's just 
a lot of the like shock value of this is not scary anymore. No. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the special effects are amazing still. Like Phenomenal. this, yeah. I would say the special effects of this have held up significantly better than the original Halloween when we oh, watched God, yeah. it. Um, helps that it has like a full ten years between those almost. But <laughs> oh God, yeah, that is insane. <laughs> but yeah, no, like the notable one, which I I'm absolutely not. <laughs> like a minority in this where it's like oh I noticed the phenomenal (laughs) visuals of this scene because like this is absolutely like stated all the time when people are talking about the visuals for this Um, but like the scene where Frank's skin is growing back and like the way that they did that is they made a wax model of him and then melted it and then played it in reverse Mm -hmm. it looks fantastic um, it's I a think, gross fucking movie, <laughs> but I think visually the scene that actually stood out most to me is towards the very beginning when um, when the dad like cuts his hand open on mm-hmm. that nail in the wall. Yeah, um, and then just all the like alternating shots of like his hand gushing blood. It was just. <laughs> really well done and uh-huh. like very artistically shot for it just being a cut on his hand um a cut on his hand that is very plot important because mm-hmm. it is it does start the process of reforming his fucked up pervert brother but <laughs> 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 apologies for any like sniffling or coughing in the audio as well there's no way for us to cut it out um, I am recovering from an illness, so. <laughs> She's That's... actually recovering from um, her escape from the Cenobites. Yeah, there was a lot of particles <laughs> in that area. The sex particles. You, you, you just didn't have a niece to snitch on you and get you caught yeah. again. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, got... And, like, the plot of this is so minuscule like it's very like it's like a two sentence sentence plot um because the the conceit for this is just you're looking at the visuals you are looking at the movie it yeah um, so that's kind of (laughs) uh frank cotton (laughs) known hedonist (laughs) um who has done everything he can think of to get pleasure from earthly things so as as always in the 80s he has to go to Chinatown <laughs> just instead of a gremlin uh, he's buying a puzzle puzzle that's so funny like I <laughs> it solves the puzzle and uh, hooks tear him apart from the sky <laughs> And then, not sure exactly how long later, but then his brother and his wife, Julia, move into the house, um, which was just their childhood home. Mm-hmm. Um, insane of Frank to be doing this fucked up sex ritual, like, in presumably just, like, his childhood bedroom. But yeah. Absolutely. Whatever. <laughs> 
he's a freak. It's like you can't expect normal things from him, and I'm we won't obsessed. get him. But... Like in the the scene where like, um, so they're moving in, so it's a lot of like, like wandering around the house, looking at the state that um the sex pervert druggy brother has left the house in while he was hiding from the law <laughs> for whatever reason. He he's bit, into yeah. he's gotten into a lot of shit. Um, no, and this was so funny because this is where the conceit falls apart so hard because like um Julia like finds the pictures of Frank and yes, his women. I was just gonna And you can tell that they're just... supposed to be like so shocking. And it's literally <laughs> just like very lightly BDSM sex. The one that fucking stands out to me, it is so fucking funny. Like it it is hilarious. He's got this like lady tied up in the bed and she's got like a huge like scooby-doo witch doctor mask on like what are you doing that one and the one where she like audibly gasped and he was just like very lightly choking her mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you're telling me this is what made him think he had to get an evil hell box it's like yeah I've nobody pegged everything. him or anything like <laughs> We had sex in a Halloween costume. Uh, <laughs> like none of it was, the, and I know it was like a fully different time. Uh-huh. Like fully different time. People were a lot more shocked about these things than we are now. Like this is just something that's going to come up every time we watch like old horror because we are just desensitized, and I get that. But it's just like it's like sorry i grew up in the age of the internet i saw worse than that when i was like 12 on accident yeah <laughs> they were like sorry, sorry frank but like you're not even that kinky no there was no reason but anyways like they're moving into the house um <laughs> and larry's uh daughter is also back in town but refuses to live with them uh his daughter Kirsty, yeah um and refuses to live with them because she hates julia um understandably even before we even before we get into the julia of it all i was still like i get She's it <laughs> this lady yeah. seems inseparable she was so fucking rude when they were like looking around the house because it is a little bit of a mess but like it's a nice house yeah absolutely <laughs> like i would be like oh and gross. she just drops a cigarette on the floor too like what is wrong i was like even before all the frank of it all that we'll get into it's just like i don't like this woman i wouldn't want to live with her especially because it is not her mother it's her stepmom but anyways (laughs) while carrying a bed up the stairs larry cuts his hand it drips all over the attic floor because julia was sitting in there looking at the frank pictures (laughs) so funny um this is also where we get the flashback that establishes that julia and frank fucked on larry and julia's wedding day and she's been Mm -hmm. thinking about frank ever since it's so funny that would be like that that's the genuine most like scary thing about this whole movie is like you fucked his brother and then you still married him yeah that day like She's. I do not. Julia is evil. She's. She's, she's totally, the real villain of this movie. <laughs> she got what she deserved. Quite frankly, one hundred percent. Like, not a single scene happens where she's not doing the most fucked up thing she could possibly be doing. Literally, 
Um, so the blood that spilled through the attic floor starts resurrecting Frank. Uh, not fully, like he realizes he's going to need a lot. He does come back. Yeah. At the first is just kind of like a fucked up little mummy. <laughs> he's he's fully just like um, he's like a gross little puppet. Yeah, he's like uh anatomical. Uh, he looks like the crypt muscle. keeper. <laughs> he's. I love my favorite thing about like the in between stage before he's like fully taken over Larry and all that is like when he's walking around in the muscle suit and like they the art department decided they're gonna get like he's gonna be in white button ups and we're gonna he's gonna be bleeding through them all all the time. <laughs> that was really funny to me because that's like one of the actually like biggest Hellraiser sort of references I've seen is because mm-hmm. the villain in like the new season of Stranger Things is just like a gross muscle thing. Oh, for real? Like the whole time, yeah. <laughs> but he's not trying to rebuild himself or anything, but he is just like a gross muscle suit guy. Just like I, I think like the worst part of it and like they really were like, we have to bring attention to it so he can't be naked. It's like, you're constantly wet if you're like that. Mm-hmm. Dude was walking around on like... They did wood. They did have him like that naked for a minute though so that Julia yeah. could get brought in on the plan because he doesn't have a dick to fuck her with until, she, yeah. until he finishes reforming. <laughs> um, so, one of the days Larry's out, it does not matter. Julia... Uh, finds Frank and he's like, "Hey, um, you need to help me reform." <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, okay. <laughs> you were the best fuck of my life," which is like insane. In yeah, fully insane. Yeah, like, like even if he was, like I'm not doubting that. I guess <laughs> I don't think this lady was having any exciting sex ever. Mm-hmm. So it's like I I will believe it. That's fair because Frank probably like does oral. And I don't know if I can say the same about Larry. (laughs) But it's still like, so Larry's out. She finds Frank and he's like, I need more blood. So you're going to do that for me, right? And she's like, sure. So she starts going to the bar and picking up losers. (laughs) And bringing them home and being like, we can't go in the bedroom because I like to have sex on the dirty attic floor. And every single one of these dudes is like, okay, yeah, yeah loser the bar. <laughs> exactly. They're like, makes sense. That sounds that sounds normal and not <laughs> evil or anything. Like, not suspicious in any way. Yeah, I'll and go an extra three points um, up. And then she's just killing these random dudes from the bar at first to get Frank some blood. Um, and then the final kill, uh, there's some stuff in between here that I'll swing back around to in a second but the yeah. final one is just larry himself so that frank can just fully like take over his body yeah it's really which like, i'm still really confused about i feel like he didn't even like give a shit enough to like steal any of frank's body he just cut him open and then crawled inside no exactly but it's like why like why are we like having him re slowly rebuilding at all when he's just yeah. gonna do that anyways like exactly very weird, but anyways, before this, before that happens, um, Larry's like, hey, Kirsty, Julia's been acting real weird. Can you just, like, stop in and check on her at some point today? 
And she's like, yeah, of course. Because she's a very good daughter. Like, she mm-hmm. doesn't like Julia, but she still, you can tell that she really, like, cares about her dad. And, like, she's got a very good head on her shoulders. You know, I really like her. I, I really she's... like Kiersey. <laughs> she was one of my, like, she's one of my top ten, like, horror protagonists. It just sucks that, like, this was kind of a nothing <laughs> film for her to be in. It, yeah. Not involving her for a long while. <laughs> Like, the worst thing she has to deal with is, like, she works at a pet store and, like, no, like a hobo who been, eats the, the crickets and general. Just, like, <laughs> yeah, she's being stalked by a weird hobo. Um, we will come back to that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how. Not for a while, but we will. <laughs> she's being stalked by a weird hobo. She has a really cute, like, boyfriend. I actually really liked him, too. Yeah. Like, um. And she's just kind of like living her life. She just moved back here basically because her dad asked her to. And she's like, I'm not moving in with you guys. I need to like continue to be on my own to prove to myself that I can. And I'm mm-hmm. like, fully get that. Um, but I really like her. But she comes to check on Julia. And then in the worst scene of the whole movie, in my opinion, we have her <laughs> almost assaulted by her gross muscle suit uncle yeah that it felt like there was no reason to have that be a part of this at all oh absolutely not like it just it does and not that's something like, just like you've heard us talk about american horror story listeners like you know how we feel about this and it's like the thing is it's not even scary maybe in the 80s it was more scary to have him like do this mm-hmm. but it it did not edit anything to the story. It did not do anything for either character. And again, in this day and age, it wasn't even like scary or even shocking. It was just like, oh, we're doing this again. Gross. So part of his sex perversion is that he <laughs> wants to fuck his brother's daughter. Exactly. That's necessary. Didn't need to know that. Thank you. Um... But anyways, she fights him off, uh, realizes he's, like, very intent on the puzzle box she knocked out of his hands and mm-hmm. uh, throws it out the window, then runs outside and grabs it and runs away. Um, then, I guess, it, like, fueled by the puzzle box, she's just having, like, delusions in the street. So she gets taken to the hospital. And, like, I couldn't think of any other reason she'd be, like having to be taken to the hospital off of the street you know like yeah she didn't really get injured in the altercation or like it was very weird no, she I, probably... I can only assume it's puzzle box influence <laughs> like she just like she she got freaked out and she passed out and so like they took her to the hospital which like i guess if you're passing it, it, it just yeah it was but anyways then she's in the hospital and she's like god hospitals are so boring let me play with this puzzle box um and this was i also think one of the better like scenes of the whole thing in just terms of the horror because oh yeah the first thing that happens when she opens the puzzle box is like this hallway opens off of her room and she goes in there and gets chased by uh the engineer which is a i will you know from the 80s, so hasn't aged amazing, no. but still really well designed creature. Like, like the way it moves is not good, but the way it's designed is amazing. Oh, yeah. 
but it's just like imagine him like like <laughs> doing like just regular engineer shit but he looks like that yeah i don't i assumed it was supposed to be he's like the engineer of the cenobites or something yeah like of the um the the dement i don't even know what the dimension is called um i, I know don't... the second movie takes place in it so like they do give it a name and shit but obviously this is not the second so... movie <laughs> <laughs> um he's very but anyways. it feels like something that would be like in the dream warriors um nightmare on elm street movie <laughs> Like he's just a big fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. Like that's that's it. He's a big fucking thing, and like the way it feels moves... very. <laughs> the way he moves is very funny because it feels very like if Jim Henson made a horror movie. Exactly. Like it's he the way. But that he makes moves, me like, like it more. I really love it. I love this thing. <laughs> it, it's it's so clear that this is a big fucking thing, and the only way that they could get this to like ambulate at all was like it's on wheels and you can so clearly see it even though they insist on like like having it in just dark hallways to try to mask it as much as they can i loved the like you can still tell and then this thing starts chasing her and then we get the funniest part of the whole movie too because there's like swear to god it went on for like five minutes back and forth shots of this thing reaching for her as she's yeah it literally felt like it was never going to end and the longer it went on the funnier it got (laughs) (laughs) but she gets back into her room and then uh the cenobites are there they come out of the tv and out of her ivy yeah (laughs) Um, oh my god the shot with like the ivy bag filling with blood was so good too it was very very cool (laughs) um Um, we obviously have pinhead mm -hmm. he's famous you know pinhead (laughs) he's a model uh and then there's girl she does not have a name (laughs) She's uh, literally the female centipede. <laughs> yep. Uh, there's Butterball. He is big. <laughs> and Chatterer. I Chatterer, hate Chatterer is. I think Chatterer is the best centipede design from the entire franchise. <laughs> I do not like looking at that thing. <laughs> I think that I don't either, and I think that's why it's the best one. It's so like that is the actual like scariest one to me. Mm-hmm. Butterball looks like he should be in Star Wars. Butterball looks like he's from the. He Matrix. looks like he plays in a jizz band. He does. <laughs> he does. He looks like a Max Rebo like, <laughs> like alternate member, like when they're on tour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, just found out there is a, <laughs> there is a fandom name for the girl one. What is it? <laughs> Deep throat. No. She's got that tracheotomy hole. <laughs> I don't like that. It's evil. That's so bad. <laughs> but the Cenobites are obviously the entire reason any Hellraiser movie has ever been made. Um, yeah. Because they're cool to look at. They are. And like the makeup, fantastic. Um. <laughs> I yeah, heard it was like... a hell to get into, um, and Doug Bradley loved every single second of it, and that's why he's the only person who should be playing Pinhead, unless they're doing the, what the 2022 one is doing, and like fully changing the the entire like silhouette of Pinhead. Yeah. Also, Doug, I it, it is he is way too old to be running around anymore. Yeah. I would not put him through that now, but. No, but it's very much the same, like. 
Doug Bradley should be Pinhead just as like um Robert England should be should be Freddy. Freddy. Yeah. Like it's you just don't mess with something like that. No, like <laughs> very connected to this character, very loyal to it. Um why would you take that away? Like they're doing a phenomenal job. These but are no, the actors I, that got the character like famous. That got don't people me. invested in these characters and you're just replacing them. <laughs> but all of that to say that like they look fantastic. They look fantastic. I will always like my first exposure to like the Cenobites was actually um the show face off, like the special effects makeup oh, show, because they had to do a Cenobite challenge with the guest judge being Clive Barker. That's so cool. And it was so it's like even before I like ever actually even looked into the franchise or was gonna watch this or anything, I've always had a respect for the way the Cenobites are designed because Oh yeah. They're so in- it's just so interesting and it's like the the Cenobite designs is the only upside to like the fact that the entire conceit of this franchise is centered on like <laughs> BDSM. Yeah. Nancy, nasty fucking. <laughs> I there not a single portion of any of their designs really screams we're into pleasure and pain. <laughs> but <laughs> um they look kick ass especially Butterball. I don't know what about that design specifically would scream either of those. I think He's in I, I guess in a less I think for him it's more the just like physically it's in a less like of the sex sense of it, but it's like very much pleasure and pain, but with like food or something, I would assume is the maybe idea. But why, like, why is he here then? <laughs> yeah, he's got no business being part maybe of the Maybe he has a vor kink. Yeah, <laughs> he's, re- he's really the because Pinhead, I can, I can see it. Yeah. I understand what they're going for with that, with the theme. Chatterer, I can even understand. And yeah, the girl one is obviously just like a hot girl. Yeah. With a tracheotomy mm-hmm. scar. Like. <laughs> Chatterer is very much like, they're like, how do we make fall gags <laughs> too gory? Yeah. <laughs> and it worked. Like, and they did it. <laughs> it looks cool as hell. Ugh. But. With Chatterer and Butterball too, it's like, I don't know how they accomplished making them look as wet as they did. Those those fuckers are glistening. <laughs> so what's the engineer? They... Yeah! <laughs> he looks so wet. Why? But anyways, uh, the, so... probably like the most iconic scene of the original movie because they show up in the hospital yeah. room and Pinhead is like, you opened the box. We came. <laughs> it's like, you came just from that? <laughs> I love it. God. No, it's great. It's a great line. The dialogue like, for Pinhead is fantastic. In this, the like, voicing too. Like, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> they got they got the fucking idea across. They really did. Yeah, um, like. I just can't. It's just unfortunate <laughs> that this movie isn't scary, and that to be scared of Pinhead, I have to play Dead by Daylight. Uh-huh. <laughs> Because, like, it is just, it's, Frank is so much scarier because he's, like, 
Yeah, and so Evil they about it. <laughs> exactly. So they're like, she's like, please, I didn't know. I like blah blah blah, and they're like, anybody who opens the box gets taken to hell. We like we don't make the rules. It's just what we do. Mm-hmm. And she's like, um, my fucked up gross uncle didn't isn't in hell and they're like excuse me they're like bullshit (laughs) they're like if you can prove to us then we might consider letting you go so they set up this whole elaborate trap um in the midst of her dealing with this frank has overtaken her dad's body Mm -hmm. Uh, um but she gets this whole trap set up uh gets the cenobites to the house they do get Frank in Larry's body. They get him. Julia also dies, thank God. Yeah. But um, but then Pinhead and they're like, we said we might let you go, but we're not gonna. Mm-hmm. Then there's a whole chase sequence through the burning house. Um, right when she's already almost to the door, her boyfriend comes in and it's like, okay. <laughs> sure. He's literally like, Chrissy, what the? F-? He's like, do you want to hang out or something? Like he has no. <laughs> then he looks around. It's like community when he walks in and the whole thing. Yeah, no, like the whole it's... fucking house is on fire. She has run a gauntlet through this house, like. Um, yeah, fighting off cenobites left and right. The, like... Yeah, she's banished two of the cenobites, three of the cenobites already, right? I think three of them already. She I think gets, the only one she hasn't she gets, banished at this point is I think actually Butterball. Yeah, because he got funnily <laughs> enough a beam from the roof fell in. He got a beam falling on him. Uh, her boyfriend helps her save off the engineer. They leave the house. Um, I have to say that like the puzzle box is very cool. I like the concept of like them being summoned when you solve it. Oh yeah, that's sending really cool. them back looks stupid as hell. Yeah, like you're just holding like a square, like you're holding a Rubik's cube at them, and you're like just like, and I push it in, and they're like, ah, fuck. <laughs> it feels very. It's really funny. It, it, yeah, um, but but anyways, so she sends them all back except for Butterball, who is still trapped in this burning house. <laughs> I mean, he either, he either like left on his own after that, or he died. <laughs> But yeah, because then they're then it cuts to them outside and the house is fully burned down. Yep. And she throws the puzzle box into the fire, and then her hobo stalker walks up, walks right into the fire, picks it up, and then turns into a skeleton (laughs) dragon and flies away with it. I was sitting there like, hello. <laughs> but also it was kind of my favorite part of the whole movie for the like just implications of that because then it cuts to a new person buying the puzzle box in the same little shop which also means that little shopkeeper in like <laughs> Chinatown or whatever is also part of this like, like he's in on it? plotting like so either like here are the two options he's got a customer out there and he hears like <laughs> flapping yeah. of giant skeleton wings and he's like oh be right back that's my delivery guy yeah he's like oh it's here and then he it's comes back up to like businessman number four and he's like here's your fucked up sex box just came in just for you <laughs> fresh off the pyre um 
so here's it's like, like my, oh, this thing's kind of and it's like it happens sometimes here's my two fucking like like options for understanding how this man is involved in this is like he is fully aware and the box keeps getting brought back to him and he's like in on it from the, like the get he knows he's waiting for it he's like oh, okay i have to sell this to someone else or two he sells it and he's like fucking finally i'm done with whatever the fuck this box's issue is and, and then like three weeks later it's in his fucking store again he's like god fucking damn it enough of these puzzle boxes <laughs> i am so sick of these squares where do they keep coming from i have no no way to understand or contextualize the skeleton dragon <laughs> i don't i don't even need to conceptualize it i love it it's it's a it, it's literally out of nowhere um and i know <laughs> i know the lore behind it which is like the studio is like they're like this movie like nothing really happened it wasn't as like it wasn't really exciting you need to put something exciting in here so <laughs> clive barker's like all right well i'm gonna make a big creature <laughs> that's how that happened it's so funny <laughs> i love it it's so like and you can tell it's like we don't fucking know here's a big fucking skeleton here's here's my theory on the big skeleton dragon um, where have we seen something that looks like the puzzle box before? Yu-Gi-Oh! Millennium Puzzle. Stop. Oh my god. This is the Millennium Puzzle, and Pinhead summoned Red-Eyes Bone Dragon to retrieve yeah. his box <laughs> um, after he sent Frank to the Shadow Realm. He's trying to send Kirstie to the Shadow Realm, but she's just too good at uh, pushing buttons to send you yeah. to the Hell Dimension. <laughs> she's so smart. <laughs> That's another thing. Like the puzzle box. Is the like, puzzle box is the Millennium Puzzle. It's it's fully like, I don't believe that it's like challenging or anything. Because it looks I don't so even fucking easy. You want you want are. it to be challenging. You want me to be actually scared of like something getting summoned when I finally solve this thing. Make it one of those fucked up little sliding puzzles. Yeah, <laughs> fully. Like, give me something where I know what like a complete. Make it like, like make it like a six thousand piece puzzle of like a night sky or something like yeah. that it's like you can't differentiate the pieces easily like exactly and you're sitting there on your fucking attic floor while the <laughs> hooks are racing at you <laughs> but again there's, there are pieces here that could be scary but this movie is just not scary in execution at all partly because it's like i simply wouldn't be looking for the evil sex box like in <laughs> rip to uncle frank but i'm different mm -hmm. um but also it's just like it's just not that scary like that that does suck that they created such an iconic character and like to actually be afraid of him i have to play a video game that is not yeah. actually a part of the franchise they just paid for the rights much fucking scarier when you're in, act in an actual tense situation in Dead by Daylight, and then you hear you opened the box and have chains hurtling at you. Like, <laughs> I think that's I think that's the biggest thing of this is there are scary ideas here, and there's very cool like design and everything, but there's no tension ever, except for when she's like running through the house, and even that's just not like scary. Mm -hmm. I feel, I feel like I never had any question about whether or not Kirstie was actually in danger. Oh, yeah. No, really and like, work for a horror movie 
you really do have to think the protagonist is in danger. No, and I feel like the movie was, was at such a disadvantage for the concept to be adapted when it was and where it was because this was a British film. So in the eighties, not not great in the eighties. Fit like just you could not show anything. Like there's a whole section in the Wikipedia page for this movie of like the censorship that they had to go through to get yeah. this even like published. And oh, fully. Like, and like so much of it was like murder scenes so like (laughs) you had like there's a lot of the tone that had to be removed and like a lot of the severity of like the sense of danger because like we weren't able to see shit (laughs) like I'm looking at this and one of the one of the shots they like insisted on removing was like a murder where the weapon was a hammer like why would you need that removed (laughs) Why is that like where the big it was. thing on your... Like, huh? We also yeah. it's so weird that it had to be removed because we fully did see Julia kill a guy with a hammer. But... <laughs> but yeah, it's weird that like they were it's random what they chose to get cut because we did fully still see Julia kill somebody with a hammer. Like I told yeah. Like it's just a lot of the murder scenes were like cut or like completely edited um i'm looking at now like it's just oh man the final cut frank's head fully exploded when he died that would have been funny oh (laughs) no and it's i don't don't know if any of the cut stuff would have actually made it any scarier a lot of what got cut just sounds gross to me Mm -hmm. scary but I don't know. Yeah, I think maybe the issue was like I I, I genuinely think for, some of my issues Clive. just with the actual concept. Like Yeah, like the intent for Clive, especially with this movie, <coughs> um, he didn't want the Cenobites to be like the bad guys. Like he very much no, wanted he, like he he really like believes in Cenobites are just like sexy. Like <laughs> he's like they're not good or evil. <laughs> it is just sex. <laughs> they're not good or evil. They just fuck. <laughs> Which like more to more to you on that. Um, it's your fucking monster, dude. I'm not gonna tell you like the morality of it. Um, no, but it's just again. It's I think my ultimate just takeaway from this is it's like fantastic designs horrible concept yeah um no i don't horrible plot concept amazing like i guess you would call it like creature concept like yeah amazing creature concept horrible plot concept and execution exactly like if if more of the movie kind of if dealt with um like if we got the cenobites earlier and it was more like Kirsty doing a lot of detective work to try to like figure out what her stepmom and her uncle were doing and if he was like actually back. Yeah, like I, I don't know. It just there was very little like tension. Yeah. And again, just yeah, I, I don't know what I would have changed 
because again i do think i just partially just take issue with the entire concept yeah i like a lot of this concept i i just i don't know what about this film didn't i like the background concept of the cenobites and stuff but i didn't like any of the execution or like how they fit into this story it feels i i just i don't know it's because there's not a lot going on either no and it's i just think i don't know what i would do to make the cenobites fully scary because i do think the most horror you could get with the like full concept of them is almost just like really lean into the like how they don't distinguish between pleasure and pain and then it's yeah. just going to be like a saw movie yeah. which i don't really want to watch but it is at least like scarier than this so i don't know i i just don't i don't know i think i think my biggest takeaway is just that like i love the design of them and i just don't really the rest is just not for me yeah it it feels i think the cenobites would have been more effective if we ever saw them like practicing what they preach exactly (laughs) like because they they talk a lot about like we don't distinguish between pleasure and pain and like every single scene they're in they're just kind of standing there Mm -hmm. like they're they're doing it in such a stoic manner (laughs) i guess yeah, it's just, I don't know. And then the engineer is like the most with <laughs> the Cenobite with the most physical interaction with anybody in it. I don't. And that was. I don't know how I would describe insane. any of that. <laughs> um, he was just kind of fast. No, like I really think, and I, I think that is a big part of it, and it would help with the like tension and stuff too. Is just like we really did not get much of the Cenobites like actively like hunting. Yeah. And maybe that's something that the other movies do better with. I think from like what I just from what I know and stuff, I think that's actually something the second movie does a lot more of. I think but so. I just I don't I, it's just I think I need to see that. Like I said, my <laughs> as of right now, my best experience with the Cenobites is having to be hunted by them in Dead by Daylight because it is very scary to be actively hunted by these things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and we just, again, didn't see that in this movie. No. Like, again, the most <laughs> action any of them got were the fucking engineer, and that thing could not move a whole lot. <laughs> The physicality of that specific prop <laughs> was a little much. They couldn't get a whole lot out of it besides going forward. You know, like, I genuinely think the best way to make this concept scary would have to be, like, an active hunting situation for them because, like... Mm-hmm. And, like, really lean into that. Like, I want to see, like, alien slash predator type yeah. horror with them oh my god that'd be so fun cenobites as persistence predators because like, it'd be fascinating um they, they feel like they feel like um they're part of like a, a corporation that was sent out like on a like a job yeah, like i 
it's just i don't know and we'll also touch more on like we have i have not watched alien or predator as of right now no (laughs) Um, me neither it's definitely on my list (laughs) Uh, not for the podcast but (laughs) no just i would like to watch them i really want to watch the newest predator installation prey i heard Mm -hmm. it was very 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 good Uh yeah, but. Uh, this <laughs> the, this uh, it the concept is something. What am I trying to say? I think like this works better for me when I don't have the knowledge of having seen it. Yeah, <laughs> it works better as a nebulous concept. Yeah, I I can understand why there are people that are like really attached and like big fans of the franchise. I can see that. Um, I just... It just was... This movie just was not for me. I'm, I'm so nonplussed by this film. Um, I mean, outside of the fantastic practical effects. Uh, that I could fully say, without a shadow of a doubt, my opinion is that is like... They did phenomenal work on the practicals for this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the oh, they did great, but it's also like beautiful. <laughs> but... No, and that's I can't even I I can <laughs> sort of give those to them, but also like you know we have been slowly doing our catch up of like classic horror. Yeah, and it's like the practical effects were pretty much like just as good to an extent. With exceptions, but like we're pretty much just as good in Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street, both of which were scarier movies Ooh. to me. Yeah. <laughs> but none of them, none of them were scary to me because they're all no. old as hell. But <laughs> like the blood effects and stuff were not really any better in this than Friday the Thirteenth, which came out ten years before this. Yeah. No. That, they did not know how to make convincing blood. <laughs> but but I, no, I just, I, my main takeaway is just, yeah, it works better as a nebulous concept for me. They they did phenomenal work with the character design. I know, like, there wasn't a whole lot of description to work off of. It uh, was benefited a lot by <laughs> having Clive Barker be heavily involved in this. <laughs> See, and I, I don't know if I, I don't know if it did benefit from that, because <laughs> Clive Barker is kind of the source of a lot of like the weird pervert stuff. Well, yeah, because that was the point of the book. Uh... Well, I know, but that's just where I'm like, I know that's like the entire thing, but that's also why it was not effective to me. So I'm like, mm. I, I am in, I'm gonna maybe look into watching the reboot because I think I would like to see. Yeah, absolutely. What is done with this without Clive Barker involved? <laughs> I would love to see the remake. I'm very interested in it. I don't know when I will be seeing it. Um, yeah, I don't know either, but... Just because, again, October's a little crazy. Um, I'm squeezing in what we have planned and what we have planned only. <laughs> yeah. But this was very interesting. Um I absolutely would have watched this if we didn't put it on the list, but I'm still glad we did because it like really lit a fire under my ass to press play on this. Um, 
we are kind of bankrupt for insightful commentary though uh or like any kind of commentary just because i don't i don't know what to say i this is i would not have watched this if we didn't decide to um Mm -hmm. and (laughs) don't feel like i needed to see it for like my filling out of horror stuff this was very much like i wanted (laughs) to put no that's fine like we both have our inputs and stuff and i'm like I don't feel worse off for having seen this, but I also just like I could have just watched the people on Face Off make Cenobites again and gotten the same experience I got from <laughs> this, which is that Cenobites look cool. Yeah, they absolutely like, do. <laughs> I, yeah, I think like, that's I just mean, what like... the most disappointing thing to me was. It's just like, oh, it really doesn't go any deeper than that they look cool as hell. Yeah, absolutely. And like, again, because we don't know anything about them like what like what the role in like cinnabite cinnabite society is and like i know like that's when the sequels start getting bad is when they start to think about that um before they just start making sequels based off of screenplays that aren't going to get the greenlit without being attached to this franchise um (laughs) major general pinhead yeah because that's when it starts getting abysmal uh but like i do i love like see and this is a franchise where i think i want to see the really bad ones oh, for real? <laughs> because i think i might actually get something out of like a really bad hellraiser movie maybe we can track down one of like the really like fucked up ones <laughs> it's just like wholly divorced from uh, the source material. Like, I think the... the further I get from the source material with this franchise, the more I will be happy with it. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I don't regret having seen this. Um, I don't regret having seen it. It's just, it it's, a not... net, it's kind of a net nothing for me. Yeah, no, it, it's a very neutral uh, film experience that I'm having, uh, which is upsetting. Because, like, it seems like something I'd be very interested in. I really do like the, yeah. co- the character design. Um, it's you No, know, exactly. Just, the character design is fantastic. It's unfortunate that it doesn't really go any further than that. No, it's like that. Like the Cenobites were never the point of the film, which is like insane. <laughs> yeah. Because you, you created such an interesting visual. And then you're going to ultimately do kind of nothing with it. Yeah, like... <laughs> And that's why I'm like, again, maybe I will like maybe do a little research into what the second one persists of because I would like to see the Cenobites actually in action and we just didn't really get to see that at all here. Yeah. No, the second one, um, from my understanding, is very much like it takes almost entirely in in place uh in the other dimension or whatever it's called. Yeah, that that so... would be interesting, I think. But yeah, for, at the end of the day, I'm not going to recommend this. Um, I'm not going to say like don't watch it, but I'm also not going to be like you need to watch Hellraiser because because you don't. If you've seen Pinhead, you've seen all there is to see from the first Hellraiser. Quite yeah. frankly, like I don't know. I think I did. I, would... I did like Kirsty and her boyfriend. But we barely got them either. Like, 
yeah. It I just think, literally feels like nothing happened. I think um, Hellraiser would be a lot more impactful if they went with Clive's original idea of keeping Julia alive and as like the main antagonist of the franchise. Because then this movie would have like context going forward. As it stands, it's kind of nothing. Like none of these characters. Like I know Kirstie's in the second one, but like she's kind of <laughs> um, just not Kirstie that she is in this one. In the next one, uh, so I don't know. Like it, given that character, if Julia was the character we we're following for the second one, I really think it would. This movie would be a lot more. Um, I don't know, relevant <laughs> to the Maybe. franchise as a whole. I mean, like, obviously not a whole lot is relevant to the franchise as a whole as it stands um, because they got crazy wild with it <laughs> in the later years. Um, yeah. <laughs> they were fast and loose with that Hellraiser IP because they don't want Clive to have control of it. <laughs> that must suck. I feel so bad for him. <laughs> but... Yeah, I don't know. Um, we did watch this. I'm not going to say don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say don't, but I'm not going to say do. It's a movie. Yeah, it sure was. Um, <laughs> I feel bad they're, that... They're like, cool to see. It's just, again, I... I don't know. It feels bad. You can look at images of the Cenobites and you'll get as much of this movie as that, I like, did. A lot of my ending takeaway is the same for these recent episodes. like, I'm not going to say don't watch it. I'm not going to say watch it. I cannot recommend this uh, because I kind of have zero opinion. Um, again, the, the practicals were phenomenal. The makeup was top tier. That's not a film. <laughs> yeah. You can see pictures. You can see like gifs of the shit that I'm talking about. And it's like kind of the end all be all. Of yeah. My praise. Um yeah, my takeaway from this is go watch the face-off episode where they made sense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we were able to watch the the remake when the, <laughs> before we recorded this, I think maybe we would have had something better to say, but uh, as it stands now... Um, yeah, and I if, don't... I also and I, Even with that, I don't know if we would still, because... Again, from what I've seen, it did, the remake didn't really do anything different. It's just Pinhead's a girl now. Yeah. Like, and I don't know because I haven't seen. It. But anyways, all of that to be said. It's on. It's on Tubi. Um, yeah, it's free. <laughs> so you can watch it for free. Ooh. So that's a very big positive. The, yeah, that's definitely a point. You do not have to pay to watch this. No. <laughs> um, but. There's really nothing more to be said. No, um, you can follow us on Twitter. I almost said Tumblr. Uh, you can follow us on Tumblr. That thing has not been We updated. haven't been using it at all, but <laughs> it is years. technically there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you can follow us on Twitter, where we do kind of use that one. I'm still not great on it, but <laughs> uh, we do tweet out every time an episode goes live, which is as close to Friday as we can manage. Uh, again, We've got a lot of shit going on in October, so um, not going to be a whole yeah, I mean, lot of interaction. It's just a busy time of year. Yeah, from now through like December, so not going to make any promises fully. Like they're coming out on time, and we will yeah. tweet them. 
exactly. that might be what the that the might be the extent is. of it for now. <laughs> um, you can join us next episode. Uh, we are going to be doing our latest installation of Goosebumps yes. Book Club. Extremely, extremely excited about that. Uh, we you already fucking know our good doing. friend Ellie joining us this time. Um, this is, I'm I'm very excited. So sad when one of my favorite books. episodes. <laughs> And we do every year yeah so we'll have to find something else when we get there but we will cross that bridge when we get to it yeah but it'll be so bad i'm gonna cry <laughs> all of that to say thank you for listening this has been dumb bitch bingy mm-hmm.